live from America. You're listening to the Hip Hop Patriot. Jeremy Harrell. To do anything and everything, and that's the reason why we're playing such close attention to this and why we're all over it. In other words, ladies and gentlemen, we are about to experience another lockdown from another variant. Listen, we can't be too cautious, okay? We don't know, we don't have all of the information that we need to take away your freedoms again. This is a revolving door of variants, ladies and gentlemen, much like the flu. Different flu strains every year, different flu shots every year. But here we are losing our minds as a race, as a human race. We are losing our minds over more and more and more and more variants. Every one of us that watch this show, that are a part of this show, could have told everybody who's never seen this show before that this was going to happen again. And it's going to keep happening as long as we the people allow it to happen because they get more power to steal elections and basically get to rule over everybody with an iron thumb with this new Omicron variant. But if you mix the words around a little bit, it doesn't say Omicron, it says moronic. Because that is what we have to be as a society to continue to let these people have this kind of fake news power over every one of us. Now, I will say that a lot more people are finally, finally saying, okay, enough is enough. I'm talking to people who were just in love with masks and in love with vaccines and in love with Tony Fauci that are now saying, are we, do, are, are we doing this again? Are we doing this again? They're no longer blaming it on the unvaccinated because we have the proof that there's more people vaccinated than unvaccinated. So they can't blame it on the unvaccinated anymore. Although that won't stop them from saying that's why you need to go out and get vaccinated in the same breath tell you that the vaccinations will not work on the Omicron or the Delta variant. And by the way, let me ask you again, when I go get tested for COVID-19, how are, how do they tell me what variant I have? How, did, how, how would they be able to tell you what variant you have? There is no way. The only way they can come up with these, with new variants is by saying, oh, this person, this group of people experienced a little bit different side effects. I mean, not side effects, excuse me, uh, symptoms than these people. So it must be a new variant. It must be a new variant. Long story short, the vaccines don't work. They never work. They never will work. It has nothing to do with stopping it. It has nothing to do with trying to keep people safe. And that's why they're not telling kids to go outside and get sun and get outside, be active, take vitamin D, take your vitamins every, vitamins every day and exercise. That should be the number one thing that we're telling everybody, but it's not. And here we are two years later, continuing to talk about it. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live from America. Today's Monday, and you know what Mondays are. Mondays are my favorite show, especially after four days away from the desk, four days away from the news, four days away from all of it. Uh, I got to tell you, I'm feeling, I'm about 90... 
5% healthy, and uh, everybody in my family is finally healthy, praise the Lord, and uh, it's good to be back. Welcome to Life from America, and I am your ever-so-humble, God-fearing and God-loving host, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and it's so, so wonderfully uh, amazing to be back in the saddle again, back in the desk, feeling uh, feeling a lot better, and uh, I got to tell you, the most, the worst thing about this, the absolute worst thing about all of this from experience now is how annoying it is. It's not deathly, um, I wasn't deathly ill, and nobody that I know from COVID has been deathly ill. It is more annoying than anything because of how long it sticks around. You know what I mean? It doesn't, it doesn't inca- incapacitate you. It gives you a little bit of shortness of breath, makes you just annoyed with everything. And that's basically what it's been. It's been a massive annoyance, ladies and gentlemen. Please share the video, folks. Get it out. Let everybody know that, no, I did not die from COVID. And, no, I did not get arrested by the FBI. I've seen some crazy stuff going around this weekend. And long story short, ladies and gentlemen, a third of my town lost power and Internet for about 12 hours on Friday. Even the great and powerful Walmart lost power and Internet service and were running on generators. Um, So about... The fifth or sixth time trying to get to go live and to actually have the internet have a strong enough feed to hold a feed, I just gave up and said, oh, you know what, I'm going back Monday. And then all of a sudden I get thousands of messages that say, everybody thinks you're dead or everybody thinks you're in, the, you know, you got arrested by the FBI. And uh, no, none of that is true. So it's just funny to watch those uh, rumors go around. And uh, I apologize for not going to social media this weekend, but when it's a holiday weekend and I actually have family who came just for this uh just for just for the holidays and I and I'm that upset with everything how everything's not working I just I just walked away until Monday so that's that's the explanation I would like to say happy birthday to Holly Foster from RMA Apparel Real Moms Apparel God bless you Holly thank you so very much uh, for everything you do for Live from America, all the apparel that you are uh, are, are pitching in to, to help uh, make for Live from America and that everybody wears, I want to say happy birthday to you, and I'm going to attempt to do it, folks. Here we go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Holly. Happy birthday to you. Hey, and we pulled it off, ladies and gentlemen. That deserves a slurp of my nice, beautiful coffee and my beautiful Let's Go Brandon mug sent to me by Amanda Collins. God bless you. Ah, let me just, um, I'm just reading through some of your comments. Um, Weird things happening, Jeremy. Yes, the world is definitely weird. I will, I I do want to get into some talk about that. I also want to say prayers for Paul Janney. Uh, Paul uh, lost actually partial partial, uh, finger. Uh, this Saturday, Paul was in an accident uh, involving his chicken coop, and apparently he's going to have some surgery done today where he's got a partial amputation. Paul, God bless you, buddy, and uh, I'll be thinking of you while you go in for surgery, and I'll be praying that you come out of it uh, well and um, healthy. I'd also like to thank Laura Hoffmeyer, Joanne Bays, Diane Anderson, and Alan and Carol Morris. Uh, I received your uh, your donations through the mail last weekend. I want to say thank you very much. It's very much appreciated. And ladies and gentlemen, I would like to say this. I'd like to start the show off before we get into any of the uh, verse of the day by just saying this. Okay. The reason, if you ever, if if you've been talking around the holidays, 
like we did during during my uh, Thanksgiving, my family and friends, because we had people who who are Democrats and people who are Republicans, and we actually did have political conversation, but it wasn't a fight. We actually had real good conversation and i got to tell you that some of my family members are even coming around a little bit but i want to i want to just tell you this if if people continue to say to you i don't know what's happening to this country this country is going to you know a hell in a handbasket or or whatever you need to explain to them that the reason that we're here is because so many of us over the last few decades have sat on our hands and have not been involved in our families uh, education and our communities now i know a lot of you who are watching the show have been but there's many more who have not okay we left uh the education of our children up to the public school systems and we left the rule making and the law making um to to politicians who we just said you know what they're just going to do whatever they do anyway we're just going to just going to let them do whatever they want the reason why we're here ladies and gentlemen is not because of anything other than our own mistakes let's not make those mistakes again look what we've been able to do in 10 months with this illegal illegitimate biden regime holding all three branches of government they've not really been able to get much done they have not really been able to get much done inflation gas prices all that kind of crap that's something that happens every time a democrat is in power every single time it's nothing new it's not like they didn't do it in 2008 and 2012 it's not like they didn't do it in 92 through 2000 this is what they do outside of inflation and rising gas prices which happen every single time that there's a democrat in office what have they really been able to accomplish a 1.75 trillion dollar spending package if that's all we've been able if that's all they've been able to accomplish i think we've done a pretty damn good job but i gotta tell you that's all a result of us actually getting involved imagine if we'd been involved in these last three decades we would not even be anywhere close to here today the power still relies and lies with the people and now that we know that we're making a big difference and i have to say you guys have done a tremendous job just keep it up just keep it up and i'd also like to thank rosa catalano god bless you thank you for the hundred dollar donation to start off this week and start off this morning and thank you scotty scotty says glad you're back we love you i love you too scotty and thank you it is good to be back big change is coming for life from america in the next few weeks folks new studio new efficient ways of doing things um, a complete new facelift and up and an upgrade for life from america coming and that's all a result of you guys and your extra revenue with these rumble rants i appreciate it all right let's Let's get to the verse of the day because who I feel not only when I'm guys when I'm away from you for four days like that it hurts my heart it actually hurts my heart on a personal level ask my wife it, it it's it's like being away from my family out on the road doing the save America freedom tour and uh, now my foot's on the gas I've been through COVID. I got what I asked for. I've uh, I've been through the hardships of this year through censorship going into December and then first of the year Life from America is going to be very different. It's going to be a lot larger, a lot better, and a lot more efficient. And that all comes from you guys and being so close to you guys through prayer and through worship. So the, the newsletter, the verse of the day today, was titled, It's Not Too Late for You. There's a lot of people that still watch this show that feel that it's too late for them to go back to God or to accept God for the first time. So I'd like to go ahead and read for you the verse of the day today that I picked, which was Joel 2. 12 through 14 again joel 2 12 through 14 and this is the first time quoting from the book of joel it says this 
That is why the Lord says, turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Don't tear your clothing in grief, but tear your hearts instead. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to anger, and filled with unfailing love. He is eager to relent and not punish. Who knows? Perhaps he will give you reprieve, sending you blessings instead of this curse. Perhaps you will be able to offer grain and wine to your Lord as before. Now, before we get into what I typed up for the explanation of this verse and how I look at it, I just want to touch on a couple things. In here, he says, don't tear your clothing, but tear your heart. That is a major statement saying don't follow these man-made religious rules and laws like the Pharisees of tearing their clothes when they were in grief, but tear your heart instead. That means you have a personal one-on-one relationship with God and there is no need for anybody to be in between and no need for you to follow in man-made religious ceremonies. Do it from the heart to God personally one-on-one. Number one. The second thing that I look at when I read this first before getting to the explanation here is it says, who knows? If you go to God, he's eager to relent and not punish. Who knows? Perhaps he will give you reprieve, sending you blessings instead of this curse. Remember when we were a nation of God in the 50s and 60s? Now, some of you weren't alive. I wasn't alive. But you, if you know history, we, didn't, we lived in, an, in, in a world where majority of, of Americans could keep their doors unlocked at night. A majority of Americans could trust their neighbors by keeping their car unlocked at night. Why? Because we were a God-fearing nation. And when we were a God-fearing nation as a whole, for the majority, then we were blessed as a nation of God. But the more we've turned away from God over the last four decades, and I was part of that, ladies and gentlemen, the more we've gotten away from the Word of God and the Gospel and what God wants us to do, we are cursed. We are no longer blessed. And as a nation... I told you time and time again, the only way for us to get back to being a blessed nation again and to be able to love each other and break down the barriers of this division that was caused pretty much by Barack Hussein Obama go, and then you know uh, now going into Biden, the only way for us to do this is to show God better than we can tell him. And what better way to show him than by outlawing the most horrific thing that we could do to God, the, the, the most terrible act of terrorism that we could do towards God, and that is killing babies. Once we start doing that, folks, we will start becoming more of a God-fearing, godly nation again, and we will get back to that blessing instead of the curse. Now, here's what I wrote about this, uh, about this verse this morning from Joel 2, 12 through 14. I said, there is a story I, once told, I was once told about a young man from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, that was sitting on a bench at a bus stop. True story, by the way. Two strangers came upon him. It was nighttime, and they beat him badly, robbed him, and shot him. As he lay there, shot and bleeding out in the streets, he called 911 from his cell phone. He knew he was going to die and there was no time left for him on this earth. He had minutes left here in the flesh. Instead of crying for paramedics to get there quicker and save him, instead of of telling the 911 operator to notify his family and friends, he decided to do something far more important with his last breaths here on earth. He spread the gospel, ladies and gentlemen, while dying in the street. He spread the gospel. He started preaching what he knew of the Ten Commandments and started telling the 911 operator 
how to be saved from sin. He took his last moments on this evil, corrupt, and fallen planet to do the one thing that Jesus instructed us all to do, spread the good news to all who will hear it. This story touches my heart because none of us know exactly what we would do or say in that moment. But what this young man did gives me hope. Jesus is hope. Jesus is our only hope. Now I pray that if you fall into this category of self-pity and thinking that there is no hope for you and that God isn't still holding on to the fact that you may welcome him into your heart or that you may, that you may not welcome him into your heart because it's too late, just know that it is never too late. God loves you more than anyone ever has or ever will. Think about that. He weeps and cries when you fall further away from him. All you have to do is talk to him, you guys. For those out there who are having a hard time with trying to get closer to God while watching Live from America and trying over and over again, all you have to do is talk to him. It's not rocket science. The most basic cure for most situations in our life is communication. Communicating with your Lord and Savior today will save you. It doesn't have to be anything formal or correct. That was the mistake I made in the beginning. Just sit quietly and let him know that you love him, like a father. You believe he died and rose again on the third day, and that you desire a relationship with him. It's the greatest thing that you'll ever do. In Jesus' name, amen. And I get a lot of messages from people, you guys, telling me that they don't feel it. They don't know it. They don't know that love of God because they don't know how. And I wish I could be there right with you to hold your hand through it. I really do. The next best thing is to be able to be there digitally like this. So I hope that my words coming from God, using me to pass it on to you, actually make a difference today and help you get closer to God. All right? And now let's do something that I've been waiting four days to do with all of you whom I love so very much. And that is say the Lord's Prayer with each and every one of you. So, if you will join me from your lips to God's ears, let's all say it together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And someday, ladies and gentlemen, someday, whenever God wills it, Every one of us are going to meet somewhere in this country, and we're all going to meet for the first time and hold hands thousands strong, giving praise to the Lord. That is my ultimate wish. If I had one wish, it would be to be with every one of you right now, over 5,000 people that are watching and shared this video right now. My, my wish, my prayer to God is that one day I can hold the hands of every single one of you and linked all hand in hand. We are somewhere in this country, maybe in the center of this country, all together praying to God. That is my ultimate wish. And maybe someday that'll happen if God wills it. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right to the news because I know you are clamoring for it. And so am I. 
eye after four days away from it. Let's get to talking about this moronic variant. I mean, excuse me. I'm I'm sorry. What's it called again? Um, uh, Omicron. The Omicron variant or the new NU variant. Look, if you remember about three months ago, we showed a list here on Live from America. Now, I didn't create this list, but this list was being circulated around the internet quite frequently and what that list was was a name of all the variants that had already come out and that were getting ready to come out now if you remember on that list omnicron was not a name but the new variant nu was and that is the other name for this omnicron now how did they know how did they know ladies and gentlemen <clears throat> that this was going to happen how did they A, know that it was going to happen, and how did they B, know the name for it before it even happened, all while pushing vaccines to tell you if you get these vaccines, then we can stop the spread of COVID-19? I can tell you how they knew, because they tried it once, and it worked phenomenally for them, and they knew they had to keep it going through the 2022, 2024 ever, as long as they can keep it going, ladies and gentlemen, they can create number one, mail-in ballots to cheat like crazy and we know the democrats we've heard them say it before don't ever let a good crisis go to waste we've heard nancy stretch face punch drunk pelosi say that many times we've heard them explain exactly how to do a smear campaign and exactly how to keep something going and relevant and that's exactly what they're doing they've told us how they were going to do this for for years ladies and gentlemen we knew about these new variants months ago and the thing that is causing these new variants is nothing to do with the unvaccinated purebloods of this world. It has everything to do with the people who have been vaccinated. And shedding is a real thing, folks. And this disease, not from me because I'm not a virologist or a scientist. However, I've been reading, studying, and watching the actions of the CDC and the WHO now for two years, religiously, every single day. And every single day, they do the same predictable crap as they did the day before to the point where you can predict exactly what they're going to say, what they're going to do, and when they're going to do it. Make no mistake, ladies and gentlemen, the WHO themselves have come out and said, this is nothing to get all up in a frenzy about. They're talking about the Omicron. Sounds like some kind of transformer. They're talking about the Omicron variant. They themselves, the WHO said, this is nothing to get into a panic about. Then, over the weekend, let me read this to you. The Prime Minister of South Africa blew up their entire narrative by saying this. Lies, lies, lies. We are fine here in South Africa. No variant, no nothing. Unemployment rate is at 40%, and petrol price, which is gas, is at $2 a liter. Poverty and unemployment are the major pandemics here, not this COVID thing, dot, dot, dot. This is coming from the South African Prime Minister, okay? And then, ladies and gentlemen, on top of that, let me see if I still have this video pulled up. I don't think I do, but I'm, I was... Uh, I had a video ready for you earlier that I was going to start the show off with, and then I decided to show you Tony the Ratface Fauci. The, the, the doctor that apparently found this Omicron variant, she was the one who first reported it, and she said it is the most mild of mild cases. The most mild of mild cases, meaning that the people that she did deem to have a different variant than regular COVID or Delta. She said this group of people were showing different symptoms. However, the symptoms were so much more mild 
they did not feel uh, the symptoms that normal that, that people felt with regular COVID and, and, and the Delta. That she said they were much more mild. They didn't lose taste of smell, taste or smell. They didn't have high fevers. They didn't have migraines. They had small little headaches. Throats, uh, their their throat was sore and, and a couple other things. Okay, that's a stark contrast, a very stark contrast from what the United States and the CDC is telling everybody here, which is this is the most deadly, most easily transmissible variant yet. And they did that with Delta and they'll do that with the next one too. They're liars. What they'll say is you'll have the CDC saying this is the most deadliest thing in the world. And then you'll have Fauci coming out and saying, let's look at the data. Let's look at the science first. Let's look at the information. That's a way for him to give himself fake validation by saying that he follows the science he says he is science in this country he embodies the the perfect essence of the word science of course then ted cruz and 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 uh so many others came out and 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 blasted him for that and what does he say when he comes back and says something in 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 retaliation to what ted cruz and and uh and jim jordan and others said about him he says remind me again what you guys said about january 6th so he's deflecting his own lying his own testimony that he lied against or lied um in front of congress He's deflecting that, and he's deflecting his incompetence on this whole ridiculous COVID-19 craziness all by saying what happened on January 6th because he knows that the media would much rather cover January 6th than COVID. So all he has to do is say it. January 6th, January 6th. So then Joe Biden comes out this weekend, and I don't know if you've been watching the news or if you've not been watching the news, but Joe Biden comes out and bans travel to South Africa. Well, isn't that racist? How dare you, says Greta Thunberg. Isn't that racist? Don't you remember? Don't you remember all of the racism, racism, because Donald Trump stopped travel from COVID-infected countries? The difference today, the difference between blocking those travel, uh, putting those travel bans on those countries now and then is we didn't know anything about COVID when we did it the first time. We had no idea what it was going to do, how it was going to ravage the world, and what the outcome was going to be. Now we know everything we need to know about this variant-changing, mutating flu, ladies and gentlemen, which is all it is, I can promise you now. That's all it is. Yes, it'll affect some of people worse than others, but so does the flu. And that's all this is. I have had, I've barely been sick in my life, and I've been sicker than I was with this crap. Okay? This is just the most stupid response to anything, which, which is why you know, ladies and gentlemen, that it's all for a reason. Money, emergency powers, mail-in, ba- mail-in voting. Money, emergency powers, mail-in voting, and there's a coordinated effort amongst most of the world leaders to have this happen. Now, if I would have asked you 20 years ago, do you believe a coordinated collaborative effort by the world's leaders to take away freedoms and to change this world? Do you believe these people when they say what they're saying? Or do you think this is some kind of corrupt NWO strategy? Nine times out of 10, most people would say the latter. You know what I mean? It's just been recently that we've been able to breed an entire population of people that think the government is their savior. Remind you of any other communist country that feels that same way? Don't they look in, in, in China and in North Korea, don't they look at their leaders as gods? Sound familiar? 
It's exactly what's happening here. But the media isn't saying anything about Joe Biden being racist. And as a matter of fact, we should take a different approach. Instead of screaming, oh, wait a minute. What about Donald Trump when he banned these people? He was racist. So this must mean you're racist. They're looking for that narrative from us. Uh, from us. Instead, I urge people like Stu Peters and people who have shows about the size of my show. I urge you when you have guests on. Start referring to what Joe Biden did with the South African travel ban as agreeing with Trump because that's what he's doing. Oh, it's nice that you reinstituted that Trump policy to ban travel. Don't say anything about racism. That's what they expect you to say and that's what they want you to say. It's another way to talk about something instead of the Ghislaine Maxwell case or something like that. You know what I mean? Instead, agree with them and say, applaud them and say, good job. Great job. It's finally about time that you do something that President Trump did. It's about time that you are agreeing with President Trump and putting a travel ban on these sick people that are trying to come and kill our country. Way to go, Joe Biden. That's your first move that was actually um, that, that actually deserves a, a, an applause. Is is upholding President Trump, Donald J. Trump's travel ban to keep this country safe. Way to go. Way to go um, agreeing with President Trump. That's all you have to do is drive that home, and before you know it, the mainstream media will switch it all. Before you know it, the mainstream media will switch it all. I didn't know Jeremy just got over COVID, says Carla Rowe. Yep, just did. Blew through it, too. Matter of fact, it wasn't that bad at all, except for two days. Two days were really bad. Two days. And I wasn't, like, dying. I was just annoyed and sore. Okay, and again, I know everybody gets it differently. I get that. We're all not the same, and some people might have more, um, you know, a, a more trouble getting through it. But for the majority of average people, the world did not need to shut down for this stuff. Absolutely bat crap crazy. So anyway, ladies and gentlemen, we've got the prime minister of South Africa saying it's nothing. Not at all. And you got the WHO that's saying the same thing. And you have the doctor who figured out that this is a different variant. But the, the, the United States is saying this has 50 different mutations. It's the most mutated virus we've seen yet. And it's going to kill you, all your kids, and all your pets. Unless, unless you mail-in vote for Democrats today. It's almost laughable at this point. Like... My wife and I went out for her birthday last night. We went out for dinner and we walked around um, the, the mall. And uh, I got to say, everybody was masked back up again. Now, the, the place that we went to, Lebanon, New Hampshire, has a mask mandate anyway, a city citywide mask mandate. But everybody was masked up again. And I just sat there and laughed. I walked through every store we went through without the mask. Even though there was a mask mandate, I'm done. I never played the game anyway, and I'm super done playing the game now. I am super done playing the game now. And everybody in there was just looking at us like we had three heads. Like, how, how are you not afraid to walk around without this? And I wanted to go, nope, and I just got over COVID. <laughs> like, I'm to the point now where I'm almost childish about it. You know what I mean? Like, we walked into the restaurant last night, and I said, boy, I hope I can, I hope I can taste and smell again. And, and my wife's like, why are you saying that stuff? And I said, because I'm, if people want to be scared over it, let's make people really scared over it. And let's pretend like we're walking COVID cases. You know what I mean? Like, if you really want to be scared about this, I'm going to give you something to be scared about. Because all you people that are complying like this are the reason this is still going on. Your compliance in this is the reason that it's still going on right now. Had you never complied and put the government above your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we'd never be here to begin with. So all you people who mask up when you're told, your fault, not ours. Your fault, not ours. Moving on. 
Let's move to Arizona for a little bit and let's talk about some Arizona election fraud updates, shall we? Over this weekend, Mark Fincham and Wendy Rogers uh, got even louder and even more vocal about the election fraud that's going on in Arizona. Now, last week, I was getting a little upset at people who were pointing their finger at nobody but Mark Burnovich in hopes that he would save uh, everybody and, 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 and start arresting people so they can decertify. Long story short, they don't need Mark Burnovich to do anything to decertify the election. They just have to decertify the election. But that was in no way. Some people thought that I was going, you know, like criticizing Mark Fincham and criticizing Wendy Rogers, and I wasn't. I wasn't at all. I was just saying, if you're going to point some blame somewhere, point it where it belongs, and that's your state legislation. They're the ones that make the election rules and laws, and they're the ones that should be holding people accountable and making sure this stuff doesn't happen again. Let Mark Burnovich do his job. You do your job. Well, over this weekend, Mark Fincham, who has been, by the way, endorsed by President Donald J. Trump, actually came out in an interview and said he fully, 100% expects indictments and arrests by Mark Burnovich's Attorney General office. He said in no way, shape, or form does he think that there are not going to be indictments and arrests that come out of this. He continues to say that Mark Burnovich is a stand-up guy, and then he went even further and said, look, all Attorney Generals live for one thing and one thing only, and that is furthering their careers by putting away high-profile people. And if they could have some high-profile indictments and a high-profile arrest for a high-profile case, no attorney general in the world, unless they were a paid Democrat communist, um, would pass that chance up. Especially if Mark Burnovich wants to continue his career as a Republican, which he does. So I can't really go off a lot of stuff because I've not been able to get Mark Burnovich on the show yet. Okay, but I will say if I'm going to trust somebody, it would be somebody in the state that I already trust that knows Mark Burnovich and trusts him. He says 100% indictments and arrests are coming. Now, that's all I have to report on an update for Mark Burnovich. What I would like to do, though, is go to the, to the state legislature and Wendy Rogers. Now, Wendy Rogers has a petition out there right now to be signed by... Um, state legislators. Right now, she has 186 state legislators' signatures from 39 different states calling for a 50-state decertification in the 2020 presidential election. So I started reading into that, started talking to some people, and I found out a few things. Number one, when are they going to try to decertify? Because that's the only question all on our mind. Really, to be honest with you, I believe most of you and myself could, when it, if you have to choose between the state's uh, legislation decertifying or Mark Burnovich arresting somebody, which one would you rather see happen first? I would assume that it's to see a state legislation decertify the corrupt and illegal, illegitimate 2020 election. That doesn't mean that I don't want people arrested or held accountable. I would just rather see the main thing done first because I believe once one goes, they all go. So my question was, when is that going to happen? Reached out to a couple people and nobody is going to do anything in the state of Arizona until legislative body is back in session. They are not going to try to call a special legislative session outside of the governor, Doug Ducey, doing it because they can't, because there's nothing in the law that allows them to do so. As much as I'm a renegade and would just say, oh, well, do it anyway, some of these people um, 
don't feel that same way. Now, I just want to pause for a minute because it looks like we're a little frozen here. So I just want to wait and see if we're actually frozen or if it's my computer. So give me a second here. Give me one second, folks. Pardon the interruption. Hold on here. I'm going to pick right up where I left off. I'm just making sure that we're still live. And it looks like we are still live on one of my uh, one of my machines here. So if we are, then we are. I just want to make 100% sure. Okay. Yep, we're still here. All right, good. All right, so let's move on. So I wanted to find out when is this going to happen? You know what I mean? Again, I would love to call a special legislative section on my own if I was there, but she, but they're not going to do that. They're not going to go outside the law. They're not going to go outside of their ability. So their legislative session in Arizona starts on January 10th and runs all the way until May 13th in which the time it adjourns. So you have basically five months, five months and a couple days in which legislative session or legislative body is in session in Arizona. So the first thing that they're going to attempt to do once they come back uh, and get back into legislative session is they're going to attempt to decertify the election. This is what Wendy Rogers says. Now the reason for the 39, uh, the 186 legislators from 39 states calling for a 50 state audit, the reason why she wants more state legislators more state reps to sign in on this is because the more you have going into their special session, the more the easier it's going to be for them to be able to get this on the table and start debating it and start talking about it and doing it, and the easier it will be for other states to follow suit. Because remember, there are more red legislative controlled states than there are blue. So if we can get all of these states on board, or at least 40 of them, 39 of them, whatever they have, that's a major, major win. So there is no like special number. There is no bar that Wendy Rogers is trying to hit when it comes to getting a certain number of individuals to sign this other than the collective group of states calling for it, the most, the, the, as many people possible from each state calling for it. It'll make it easier in Arizona. So Make sure you go sign, get your state legislature, uh, your state reps to sign this Wendy Rogers petition. Okay, I'm working on it here in New Hampshire, and uh, we're doing a lot here in New Hampshire. As a matter of fact, we got a ton of rising cases of COVID here in New Hampshire, and we put so much pressure on Governor Sununu as county Republicans from each county from each county in the state. We put so much pressure on Governor Sununu to not lock down or mask mandate again, and he came out just this last week right before thanksgiving and said there will be no mask mandates and no lockdowns happening in new hampshire again why because he understands that if he doesn't have support if he does not have support from the few counties that are in this small state then he will not be governor again period so you can do it you can affect change and you can make things happen but you have to get your state legislative body in on the fun that means get them to sign wendy rogers petition because the more we have going towards this the better it's going to be and we don't need no special session called by doug ducey or governor sununu anybody because state session the uh, the uh the legislative sessions are all starting to uh they're coming up anyway and I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, the more work we've done prior to it, 
the better we will all be. So there's your update on Arizona. <coughs> Take a drink of my coffee here. Okay. I want to move on to Representative Lauren Boebert from Colorado, who's become a massive fan favorite in the, uh, in the House of Representatives. Now, Lauren Boebert is under scrutiny again as she always is look you got people like her representative matt gates representative marjorie taylor green jim jordan now ted cruz you have people like these guys who are standing up and being the tip of the spear and being exactly what you would be if you were in their position and that's why i love these people so much no different for representative lauren bobert she is now in hot water ladies and gentlemen and she has Republicans calling on Kevin McCoward to strip her from any of her committee assignments and to pu and to punish her as well for her latest statements. So, I don't want to put words in her mouth. I'll just go right to the video. This is uh, Representative Lauren Boebert's latest statements about Ilhan Omar and the Jihad Squad. I'll play the video for you, and then we will break down what she said and why it's such a big deal to these rhinos. Check this out. So, <laughs> oh, man, so uh, the other night on the House floor was not the, my first Jihad Squad moment. Uh, so I was getting into an elevator with one of my staffers. And he and I are we're leaving the Capitol, we're going back to my office, and we get in the elevator, and I see a Capitol Police officer running hurriedly to the elevator. I see fret all over his face, and he's reaching, and I'm like, the door's shutting. Like, I can't, I can't open it. Like, what's happening? I look to my left, and there she is. Ilhan Omar. Oops. And I said, well, she doesn't have a backpack. We should be fine. Oh. <laughs> 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 so we only had one floor to go. And I was like, ah, do I say it or not? And looked over. And I said, oh, look. The Jihad Squad decided to show up for work today. on Twitter the talk for her she she's not tough in person she doesn't yes <laughs> so what there's a little bit of interaction with these folks there all right so there you go Representative Lauren Boebert says that she was in an elevator with Ilhan Omar. She didn't even realize she was in there with Ilhan Omar until the Capital City Police ran to the elevator and then it shut and she looked at Ilhan Omar and said, oh, she doesn't have a backpack. We should be okay. I think that's funny. I think that's absolutely hilarious and... And, ladies and gentlemen, it isn't racist if it's true. And everything that uh, Lauren Boebert said right there is true. Ilhan Omar is a terrorist and is a racist and should be arrested for her crimes that she's committed both trying to become uh, one for getting into this country two becoming a state representative and three funneling millions of dollars of campaign finance money to her other brother not her brother to her other brother to her brother to her husband not her brother husband anyway you get what i'm trying to say there right so she was completely justified in what she was saying. I would continue to call her and the people who are calling for death to Israel and for Palestinians to be, you know, held up and coddled when they're the terrorists. These people are nothing but terrorist sympathizers. They're anti-Semitic, Jewish-hating, American-hating scumbags who broke laws to get where they are and continue to break laws while they're in the positions that they are. However, ladies and gentlemen, that did not stop your governor, ladies and gentlemen, down there, uh, Asa Hutchinson, 
Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson that did not stop him from siding with Representative Ilhan Omar and calling for House Minority Leader Kevin McCoward to condemn Representative Lauren Boebert for a joke she made about the Jihad Squad. This is... But this is the problem, ladies and gentlemen, is these Republican, these weak Republicans who side with these Democrats. It almost gives the party no chance to move forward as a Republican party until we remove these people. So that's why you have to understand, okay? So Salty Debbie says she actually apologized after the fact. She should have never apologized for speaking the truth. No, I agree. She shouldn't have. I agree. She more apologized because she was not because of what she said, but because of how it was taken. And she should have never done that. I wouldn't have done it either. Um, but I don't condemn her for what she said because it's true. When you are a, when you sympathize with the Palestinian terrorists, you're calling death to Israel, death to America, burning American flags, and funneling campaign money to your brother husband. Yeah. You are a terrorist if you funnel money to terrorists and you finance terrorists and you sympathize with terrorists, you are a terrorist. And they don't like that. See, they can call us white supremacists all day long, whether you're black or white, because apparently a black Republican is a white supremacist too. But the minute we call them what they are, the whole world goes up in a frenzy, oh, and then people apologize. No, 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 no. You are a terrorist, Ilhan Omar, and you should be removed from the position that you're at, and you should be put in Gitmo for the things that you've done, period. That's, the, that's a spade calling a spade a spade. It's that easy, ladies and gentlemen. You don't have to apologize for it. And it's exactly how I'm going to be when I am a representative for the state of New Hampshire, if God wills that to happen. Now, we're again, this goes to show you we're fighting multiple fronts, folks. We're fighting the 2020 election fraud. We're fighting to make sure in these states that this kind of crap never happens again. And we're fighting to get rid of these nasty uniparty Republicans that we call rhinos so that we can actually have a party that is called the Grand New Party. And get rid of these scumbags like Asa Hutchinson and the rest of them. They're doing no good to the party. So why do Republicans in these states continue to vote them in? exactly what I said in the beginning of this show because too many people have sat on their hands for too long and not vetted anybody and not really understood who they were voting for they saw Republican and Democrat and they voted for Republican period and nobody was able to you wouldn't there was no other viable choice or viable option because Republicans are too divided we're not united around one person unless his name's Donald Trump that's got to change unless that changes we're in for a world of hurt but let's go ahead and give the dum dum award to Asa Hutchinson and all the Republicans in Arkansas who voted for him wake up get your head out of your rear end and start paying attention to the politics in your community so you don't screw it up for the rest of us huh all right moving on ladies and gentlemen speaking of accountability where we should have accountability, we should be able to hold all the pedophiles accountable that are connected to the Ghislaine Maxwell Jeffrey Epstein sex trafficking case that starts today. Now, I know that there are TV stations like Right Side Broadcasting outside of the uh, courtroom, and nobody is allowed in. Well, let me explain to you why this is the case, folks, okay? The reason why no news stations are allowed inside, even though it's a public matter, even though it is a, um, it is a, uh, a, a case that is brought up against somebody, the public has a right to know what's going on, they have a right to hear what's going on, but the reason why they're not allowed in the courtroom and not allowed to televise this is because of one federal Obama-appointed judge 
who has now been nominated by Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer to serve on the second court of appeals. And her name is Allison Nathan, ladies and gentlemen. She is one of, uh, she's, She's the judge that granted Ghislaine Maxwell's request to redact and hide any sensational or improper information from the public during the trial. So basically anything that's really, really bad, this judge said, we're going to hold this from the public during the trial, which they should not be able to do, by the way. They should not be able to do that because you didn't afford Kyle Rittenhouse that same uh, gesture. No, no, no. You you drug Kyle Rittenhouse's name through the mud through the entire trial because you wanted to control a narrative. You wanted to control a narrative and paint this guy as a racist even though he didn't kill anybody but but another white person. Now, ladies and gentlemen, they're trying to control this narrative by doing the exact opposite. So you don't know of the high-profile athletes, actors, and politicians who are involved in this pedophile case. Okay, so that was all done by an Obama-appointed judge named Allison Nathan. Okay, the case starts today and will not be televised. And by the way, Maureen Comey is one of the lead prosecutors against Ghislaine Maxwell. That is, um, that is uh, Comey's daughter, by the way. His daughter, Maureen Comey, is one of the lead prosecutors, three prosecutors. She's one of the lead prosecutors in this Jelaine Maxwell case, Joe, James Comey's daughter. Now, you got to think to yourself, well, what, what case, why, why would James Comey's daughter, if he's so crooked, be the lead attorney, the lead prosecutor in this case so they can have control over it? It's like a movie, ladies and gentlemen. It's like a Netflix House of Cards movie, a cover-up for a cover-up for a cover-up, which is why you'll never be able to know for sure who killed Seth Rich, even though we know the DNC paid for it. Okay, The difference today is you have individual and independent media who are not the mainstream media who are going to call this stuff out. Not only, not only is Maureen Comey, who's James Comey's daughter, one of the lead prosecutors on the case, <laughs> she was also a member of the team that was involved in the lost video footage of Jeffrey Epstein's first attempted suicide when he went to prison. Isn't that convenient, ladies and gentlemen? Isn't it so convenient? However, don't fret. Don't fret because there is a way for you to hear what's going on with this trial. I'm going to give you two numbers here. So if somebody would please jot down these phone numbers and these access codes so that you can see how to call in and listen to this case, the audio of this case, and not rely on anybody. Don't rely on mainstream media to give you the facts. Don't rely on me to give you the facts. Rely on your own ears by listening to the case. Here we go. You all ready? 1-844-291-6362. I'll give you that phone number again. 1-844-291-6362. That's the phone number. Again, 844-291-6362. Now, some people are saying these phone numbers don't work. I tried this before the show, and it worked for me. So maybe it's just too many people calling, but at least you'll have the number. Now, here's the access code. 292-1822. Again, 292-1822. 292-1822. That's your access code. 292-1822. Try to get in. Like I said, I tried before I came live today, and I actually 
was able to get in. So it's probably just a number of people trying to call, and, and, and sooner or later it tops out. But at least you can continue to keep trying it, and maybe you can get in. There was another number that was given earlier, and that number was not working. So there was an update, and this was the latest number that I got right before I came live today. And also, Nurse Jessa has put the link that you can click onto and go uh, to it as well. So thank you all very much for your help. Now, speaking of Kyle Rittenhouse, I believe he made a mistake when he was talking to uh, Tucker Carlson last week. I don't think it was a mistake to talk to Carl, Tucker Carlson. I do think it's a mistake to say something that he said to Tucker Carlson, and that was revealing where he goes to college. I thought that was a big mistake because remember, remember who was that guy in Florida? What was that guy's name, George? Uh, remember he did the Stand Your Ground law? He was that Mexican guy who stood his ground, and then the, the liberals tried to chase him down and eat him up. I can't remember his last name, George something. Well, just like that, I knew they were going to come after Kyle Rittenhouse as a, as, you know, the court of public opinion. And the court of public opinion will not take the court case as absolute end of the end of the story. He was found not guilty, end of story. No. Instead, the feds are trying to look if there's any way they can charge him federally. You got uh, Stephen Colbert talking about changing the law, changing self-defense laws because they didn't work for the other side who was trying to kill the person, George Zimmerman, thank you very much. They're going to go after Kyle Rittenhouse the same way they're after George, uh, uh, George Zimmerman. So Kyle Rittenhouse said where he was going to college, and that was Arizona State University. So, of course, in communist woke uh, fashion, the Communist Party, which is the Democrats who attend Arizona State University, had to sick their dogs on it, ladies and gentlemen. Now, this group, has a list of demands. Let me pull this up on the screen for you so you can see. This right here is a student organization at ASU, and this is their list of demands. Number one, withdraw Kyle Rittenhouse from ASU. Number two, release a statement against white supremacy and racist murderer Kyle Rittenhouse. <laughs> Number three, reaffirm support for the multicultural center on campus as a space from white supremacy. Number four, redirect funding from ASUPD to support the multicultural center and establishment of care center on campus. And then they wrote, even with the not guilty verdict from a flawed justice system, Kyle Rittenhouse is still guilty to his victims and the families of those victims join us to demand from ASU that these demands are met to protect the students from a violent, bloodthirsty murderer, says these ignorant, know-nothing scumbag, whiny, crybaby, coward communists that we call Democrats who never got punished as children. I would laugh in their face, and I would literally stay on that campus as long as I could if I was Kyle Rittenhouse. However, ladies and gentlemen, this is the result of letting them know too much. I think this might have been a mistake on Kyle Rittenhouse's part. However, the good news is he is slapped Joy Behar and Whoopi Goldberg with a 60 million, let's say it again ladies and gentlemen, 60 million dollar lawsuit. And I guarantee you he'll win it. I guarantee you he'll win it. And that's just a tiny lawsuit that's coming. I can't wait for the lawsuit to come on Joe Biden and the rest of these of CNN and all of these other TV show hosts and anchors. It's going to be in the billions. And I hope this kid wins every single solitary dime. That's what I hope. And then he can buy ASU, and then he can kick out all the communists. That's what I would do. 
I'd suspend every single one of them. See you later. Um, so anyway, that's what's going on. The woke mob is trying to get this poor kid kicked out of school. And now they're having a list of demands for the school to do something. And they're planning a protest for the murderous, bloodthirsty, white supremacist known as Kyle Rittenhouse. Meanwhile, the bloodthirsty, black racist supremacist, Darrell Brooks, who violently, purposely, in a racially motivated attack, drove over and killed six people, injuring 50 others in a Christmas parade. Not only racially motivated, but religiously motivated. Do you want to know how much time that the mainstream fake news media spent talking about Darrell Brooks? Not even one hour over this Thanksgiving weekend. No, 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 no. Not even one hour. And when they did speak about it, do you want to know what they referred to it as? Wait till you see this. This is really going to get your goat. When they did actually address it, they referred to it as, hold on, Waukesha will hold a moment of silence today. This is CNN. Marking one week since a car drove through a city Christmas parade, killing six people and injuring scores of other. Let me read that for you one more time and see if you can pick out the bias. Waukesha will hold a moment of silence today, marking one week since a car drove through a city Christmas parade, killing six people and injuring scores of others. Nope, not Darrell Brooks. Not a Black Lives Matter activist. Not a black supremacist who hates white people. Not a racially and religiously motivated scumbag who is a terrorist. But no, a car drove itself through the parade, killing six and injuring scores of others. And that is why CNN will go down in a blaze of glory. And the best is truly yet to come. What a what a scumbag trash network CNN is, huh? A car drove through. Yeah, it was Kit from Knight Rider, ladies and gentlemen. It was driving itself and had a racially motivated intent to drive through and kill people during a religious holiday event. Yep, yep. Oh, and by the way, they also, when they did show his picture, they did their old CNN editing and made him look almost white. They made him look like he was uh, a, a, a white guy with dreads. Instead of putting it up to the picture that was actual mugshot picture and showed clearly it was a black guy. Why? Same reason they're mad at Kyle Rittenhouse for getting the not guilty verdict. Because they wanted to hold Antifa and BLM up on a pedestal. They don't want the common people of this country to know that BLM and Antifa are anything other than an idea. Or anything other than an idea of people fighting for civil rights. When in fact they are a democratic arm, uh, a communist terrorist arm of the Democratic Party who is funneled through the public by making them believe they're actually donating to racial justice through Act Blue. That's what's really going on, and you heard it here for the last two years. Now, I know we're going over, but I got two more stories and one, actually three more stories. Number one, I want to read to you six reasons why this OSHA vaccine mandate will not go through and why the Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals will most likely uphold the Fifth Circuit Court's ruling that OSHA cannot mandate this vaccine federally. I'm going to read it to you. The first reason, I'm going to give you six reasons why they won't be able to do this and why the Supreme Court, I mean the the Sixth Circuit, will side with the Fifth Circuit. Here we go. First, federal agencies have only the authority that Congress has granted them by statute. Agencies cannot vest themselves 
with additional power by issuing rules. Number two, agencies cannot undertake unauthorized action even in an emergency. As the Supreme Court explained last summer, quote, our system does not permit agencies to act unlawfully even in pursuit of a desirable end, which includes combating the spread of COVID-19 Delta variant. Number three, vaccinations are materially different Excuse me. Vaccinations are materially different, like goggles, gloves, or masks. PPE offers a protective external shield to fend off harmful substances, preventing them from piercing the human skin, a shell that can be shed at the end of the workday. By contrast, vaccinations are not something we wear. They are something that is injected into our bodies to spur the immune system to generate antibody responses to pathogens. T-cells cannot be tossed into the trash at 5 p.m., like goggles and PPE. Number four, Congress limits each agency's authority in order to focus its responsibilities. There is no department of making life better without leaving anyone behind. Just as only physicians can diagnose disease, prescribe medication, or perform surgery, healthcare agencies can only make medical decisions that Congress wants made and which are constitutionally authorized. And number five, Congress has trusted the FDA and the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to regulate vaccines, yet neither agency may order the public to be vaccinated. If so, why would Congress have granted OSHA that power? If your answer is, I can't imagine why, well, you're on the right track. Long story short, ladies and gentlemen, there is a plethora of reasons, constitutionally, why OSHA will not be able to force or in or uh, or basically police vaccine mandates at a federal level? It can't happen. It's up to the states. It's up to each individual state, and it will stay that way. So, if you belong to a, uh, um, a uh, an employer who is on the fence about what to do because they're afraid about getting fined, just tell them to hold off a little longer. Just say, hold off a little longer. Right now, you're not mandated to do anything. You can't be fined anything. OSHA can't say anything. Some some of these employers just don't know this stuff. Believe it or not, some employers do not know. And I've had to educate and school many employers who have 100 employers or more on this. They just don't know. They think right now that they're mandated by the federal government to do this because, A, they're uneducated and ignorant to the point where they don't even understand how that works, and, B, they just don't want to get in trouble, but they're not going to get in trouble. So try to educate the employers if you work for somebody that has 100 employees and they don't know what to do and they haven't made a decision yet educate them tell them all they have to do is wait just wait a little longer okay now i want to give you a uh, piece of good news jack dorsey or what we like to call him here osama bin wannabe he is stepping down as twitter ceo now sources close to this are saying that he was forced out by the board due to the massive profit losses that they experienced over the last two years due to censorship of conservatives and massive amounts of lawsuits. The board had already settled, has already settled on his successor. Now, the funny thing about this is, is the guy who is going to replace him, I don't think is much better, but here's something that I did not know about Twitter. Elliott Management tried to replace Jack Dorsey in 2020. Now, Elliott Management is co-founded and are founded and co-CEO'd by a very powerful Republican GOP, GOP donor by the name of Paul Singer. Paul Singer is the one who founded Elliott Management 
and also co-CEO of Elliott Management and has a seat on the board at Twitter. And he was one of the people that was mainly responsible for ousting Jack Dorsey and getting him to resign and replacing him with this new guy. Okay? Funny, funny thing how all that stuff works. I would have never known that had I not done a little bit of digging and found out who was responsible. The board is ultimately responsible, but one of the main board members is Paul Singer. And Paul Singer is a major GOP donor. So, ladies and gentlemen, when Donald Trump said the best is yet to come and he announced taking over social media and announced starting his own media company and his own news organization, starting a new social media company, and by the way, having a class action lawsuit against Facebook, Twitter, Google, and all of them, you're starting to see people in high places, big names in high places, drop like flies. Jack Dorsey, Rachel Maddow, the major people at the FDA, the three major uh, people that were there for like 20 years plus at the FDA. You got people at Google leaving. You have high profile, high name, big name politicians leaving. All of this scurrying like rats should elude, should all bring you to one conclusion, ladies and gentlemen, that every one of these powerful people are jumping ship before they get caught up in the mess. Now, I don't think they're going to be able to avoid what mess they get caught up in. I really, truly don't. Donald Trump continues to say major, major things like, we're getting it back soon. You're going to see this country better than it's ever been. It's all going to happen soon. Just continue to be patient. We caught them all. We got them all. You have to continue to believe that. And one thing that makes me believe it is all of these high-profile, big-name people jumping ship. Scared out of their minds. And rightfully so, ladies and gentlemen. And rightfully so. So let's go ahead and let's give the board members at Twitter the Smarty Award of the day today. And why, ladies and gentlemen? Because they understand what's coming and they're telling us, just to read between the lines, that we're coming back and we're coming back with a bang. So let's go ahead and give Paul Singer and the rest of the board members at Twitter a Smarty Award. For doing what is right and understanding that their company is about to go bankrupt unless they get rid of the main person who is censoring conservatives. My guess is even though people are leaving Twitter because... Nobody cares. Even though people are leaving Twitter, Twitter will no longer censor conservatives like you've seen in the past. This is going to be their attempt to get people back away from Getter and to get people away from Donald Trump's true social. It isn't going to work. Not only are they going to get rid of all their bad guys and grovel at the feet of all of us conservatives, but they're also going to lose their companies in the process trying to, trying to regain control. It's not going to work. Fool us once, shame on you. Fool us once, twice, shame on us. You won't fool us again. Okay? All right, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for Live from America. I do want to tell you, though, I do want to let you know that we do have the new items up on JeremyHerald.com and going up tonight, brand new hoodies that say freedom right here with American flag and a couple logos on the sleeves. And we have different colored freedom t-shirts coming today as well. Whole bunch of new stuff going up on the store just in time for Christmas. Check it out and make sure you sign up for the America Strong Business page if you have a business or if you know somebody who has a business. We're back in full effect, baby. We're back in full swing right here on Life from America. So remember, there are right ways and there are wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God. And no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. Tonight, hopefully, we'll get into Mike Lindell's efforts. I need to do a little bit more research on that from his 96-hour telethon that I did not get to watch.
visionary first in America. Black, white, brown, all cities, all 